And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. She's a comedian who just last week was kicking back in Palm Springs while her baby was kicking her back, gallbladder, and spleen. It's Jenna Kim Jones. He's about to become a father, which means he's got about two more weeks to get back to that South American strip club one last time. It's Alan Moss. And a producer who'd rather hang out with fish than people, but who can blame him? A fish never put him on a budget. It's Greg Heller. Chef Jeff is here to show you how to make pea soup with just a case of beer. I'm her husband, Daniel, and my life is like a box of chocolates, something I can't enjoy because my wife won't let me. Saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little cherries jubilee. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday episode. I would like to say hello to my guests, and I would like to welcome them back. Hello, Greg Heller. Hi, Allison. Hello, Jenna Kim Jones. Hey. Hi, Alan. Hello. Hello, Daniel. Hi. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Allison. Sorry if I'm a little rattled on the drive over here. Someone stepped in front of my car, and I almost hit them because they were texting on their phone careful texter <laughs> that's what i said <laughs> careful texter <laughs> thank you <laughs> you know the other day i had a similar experience to the careful text well actually the careful texter one i was walking down the sidewalk and i was looking at my phone and then this guy really far away said play it Careful, Taxter. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And there was no way he and I were going to collide. But the other day, I was walking in sort of a similar area, and then a bike zoomed by. And I was like, holy shit, if I didn't look up when the wind from his tires blew at me, um, he would have hit me. That's what I get for having my nose in my phone. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Yes, my nose shouldn't be in my phone, but he shouldn't be riding his bike on the sidewalk. Yeah. Yes. The bikes agreed. on the sidewalk thing, you, they're in the wrong. Bikes totally, pretty much anywhere get pretty frustrating yeah. to me. And, and bikers are the most indignant people on oh, the road, which is one thing, except have you ever seen a bike stop at a stop sign? Have you ever seen a bike stop at a red light? They don't. You're no, they don't. My bike I, listeners. They, yeah. I know. <laughs> well, listen, I'm a bike rider and I've been hit by a car twice while riding a bike. So okay. I, I feel like I have the leeway to discuss this. But if you're going to be going, what the fuck, man? What the fuck, man? At every right. car on the road, you should stop at stop signs. Well, I felt super contrite and like I want to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then, I mean, he was already gone. He was going so fast. But then I was like, wait a minute. What the hell is he doing? <laughs> so then I felt indignant. But anyway, um, okay, so there's so much to get to. Everyone has stories of where they've been. It turns out... Not me. (laughs) I've been nowhere. (laughs) Everyone doesn't include you. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. You're going away at the end of the month. (laughs) And we'll be sure to hear stories about that. Um, But... uh, Fruit song, which has been in my head since last week. But we begin with the fruit song. (laughs) Turns out there's more to the fruit song than what we had heard. There's like five other fruits and a breakdown. I thought there had to be more to the song, but I thought that was all we had. 
But no. It turns out there's more. I it's thought all you can fit into a ringtone. I thought maybe <laughs> on Korean children's television, they don't want to overload them. So sort of like in Spanish, you just learn one through ten when obviously there's all the numbers. You know, like we're just going to teach them a few fruits. But turns out, no, there's more to the song. And we have the whole song and we will play the whole song. And I can't wait. But first... Just a few things to catch up on, and then I want to hear about everyone's trips as well. Okay. I'm just going to start with the most important thing. There's a little more organization going on in the studio. Jeff whipped out his colored labels, and now all the mic cords and knobs are color-coded. And I think you can tell a lot about who gets off on organization, because before we started, Al got very excited about it. Ooh. <laughs> Colors. Yeah. That, I think you said, that's really cool. Oh, man. Yeah. And then Greg was pretty into it, too. I'm not excited about the, the organization aspect is fine. That's for Jeff or whatever. But I'm excited because- You're green? It, no, I'm yellow. I'm green, but because I feel like it's going to keep me out of trouble. <laughs> yes. Okay, right. I got to turn all the knobs. I right. got in trouble a couple of weeks ago, and I won't get in trouble anymore. <laughs> but that's that's part of the the trickle down effect of the beauty of organization right, right. is better functioning and less trouble. Yeah, and less trouble. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful. Um, also, Daniel now has an oversized iPhone six. Mm. We, we went to Very FedEx exciting. to pick it up. Because I always think, who are the people who actually go all the way to, when you miss the delivery, who are the people that instead of having them re-delivered, they just go to FedEx? Uh, Daniel's <laughs> one of them. That's right. Well, they don't deliver <laughs> on Saturday. When it comes to the iPhone, they, I get it. they don't deliver on Saturday, and they're going to deliver on Monday, but our uh, doorbell doesn't work, and I just didn't want it to sit no, up there. No, I understand. Also, I wanted it as soon as I could get it. I mm-hmm. could feel the excitement coming off you, and yeah. it was exciting. <laughs> However, and I almost tweeted this. This is a real deleted tweet kind of thing. Like, my husband has the new iPhone 6 Plus, and now he just keeps making fun of me for my small phone. Is there some kind of support group? Yeah, your phone is really small. I think that was a wise decision <laughs> not to tweet that one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that one could oh. use a punch pass. <laughs> really? Because the other one, the other one I wanted to tweet was my husband and I have have real ugh, well, I oh, take your time it's fine it you're was, not killing the joke it was my husband and I but then I was like or should I put at Daniel Quantz I don't know what to do this one um, <laughs> have strong differences of opinion about whack, about that little cheese covered in wax is our marriage in trouble because mm. you know that little cheese yeah. that's covered in red wax yep oh yeah um, Daniel feels that first of all peeling the cheese is the most fun part yeah, getting and it that out the of the cheese wax. is good. Yeah. And I find having to peel... First of all, you have to peel the cellophane. Then you peel the wax. And then you're stuck with disgusting cheese. The whole thing. <laughs> like, there's no upside to it. And um, if you leave it out... Because sometimes I think, oh, maybe the problem is it's cold. If you leave it out, then it's like... It tastes like rubber. It's so gross. Ugh. And it's, even, it, it's you're, you're got extra wax. You're not supposed to leave it out. You're supposed to eat it. <laughs> I cannot even remember what one of those tastes like. It's been so long since I had one. It tastes like cheese... like. Like if a tire had sex with a wheel of cheese. <laughs> it's just like rubbery, but also cheesy. And it tastes a little bit like wax as well. Um, so I had an egg retrieval. And this last time, um, we got five eggs, which I think Whoa. I said... Whoa. Is that a record for you? For me, it is. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, for most women doing IVF, it's not a ton. But for me, especially since this last time we did... I've talked before about like there's... 
uh, minimal stimulation IVF or there's traditional IVF. And with women who don't make a lot of eggs, they will recommend minimal stimulation. And we had done that once and that didn't work. And then we did two rounds of traditional IVF, still didn't have very many eggs. So this time we went back to minimal stimulation, but because my doctor realized more seemed to be growing, then we started doing shots. So it was like somewhere in between min-stim and regular. You started doing shots with your doctor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were so excited. Rock in time. Yeah. <laughs> She was very excited, actually. At one point, she did the ultrasound. She's like, oh, this is fun. And I was like, that's such a weird way to use the word fun. <laughs> I'm excited, too, but it doesn't feel fun. I thought it was a, a he. Isn't this the Garf dude? There's three different doctors. Well, uh, no, there's three different doctors at this clinic. Did you dump the Garf guy? I wouldn't say I dumped him, but I realized that the woman, um, I just get a I, I feel like I were sort of, we get along the best. Okay. She yeah. has a better she has better bedside manner. I think she delivers news in a way that doesn't you know. He can make say her... some he she can give you bad news and you walk away feeling okay, whereas he can give you like not incredibly bad news and I walked I would walk out of there in tears. Like, or, yeah. or even in his mind giving you good news and it would make you feel awful. Yeah. There's something I think about it was the way just personality style. I don't know. Yeah, and I think he had a way of just always making sure that you understood the, how dire everything how things might be. Could go, which made, <laughs> made you feel like the bad thing was, was extremely was possible, if not probable. And he was just kind of saying, yeah, there's like this tiny chance that this other thing could happen. And yeah. Well, so yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. so now I mostly go to her, but it's sure. still like you. You could see, you, sometimes you see the other doctors. You're kind of yeah. treated by all of them, but you have one who's your primary mm-hmm. one. Um, so anyway, yes, we had five eggs. And um, of course, I hoped that all would fertilize, although I knew the chances of that were small. My fear was none would fertilize, because if that were the case, then it'd be like, oh, this protocol that produced all these eggs didn't work. So what we ended up with two fertilized. Um, one is an eight cell, which is really good. And one is a four cell, which means it's behind. And the embryologist said to me, it's as if one is already on the freeway and the other one's looking for the on-ramp. Um, mm-hmm. all right. and, and I thought, well, that sounds like my child. Yeah. <laughs> no sense of direction. But, um, but I, I was like, know. are we sure we want to have a kid? A it's like, poke. you got a mic. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be alive. And it's like, come on, you know? It's like, uh, hey, what happened? With you on Twitter this week with somebody about adoption or something? What happened? So I posted a couple photos on Facebook um, of me high as a kite. Uh, You still looked great, by the way. I was like, dang, girl, you were working it. What were you high on? Versed. What, well, that was Versed. Versed, good stuff. oh, it's my favorite yeah. drug. It's my favorite drug they give you before egg retrievals. Oh, and I'm before, just going to write it. Uh, yeah, you, you can't. I don't think you can get it anywhere other than. Oh, sure you can. I've already looked. <laughs> um, all right. What is Versed? It's um in the diazepam. No. No? It's a diazepam. Which is like Valium. It's mm. in that family. It's just, it I just know that makes family. you su- yeah. <laughs> Spend some time Great with those family. guys. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you super relaxed, and it has sort of an amnesiac quality. So they'll give it before procedures to. Re- they, it's what they give you before they give you the shot to knock you out. Right. And my thing I've talked about it before has always been that I want to be. I want to feel the effects of the Versed for as long as possible because it's like you just you feel like you're melting and you're floating and you're relaxed. And nothing is bothering you. Sounds so amazing. It's, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty yeah. good. It's it's my favorite part of a somewhat unpleasant experience. Yeah. But this last time, 
she was doing something and I said, that's a weird sensation. And then that's when they decided to knock me out. I'm like, I've got to learn to not comment on anything going on. Or I should just tell them at the beginning, please keep me awake, but on for said to the last minute possible. I don't want them to know how much I enjoy the drugs. That's the thing. I feel like that could be yeah. problematic. It's intravenous? Yes. So you don't get to take any home? No, no, you don't. All right. Um, No, in fact, they just prescribe Tylenol or Advil afterwards. Snoozy. Where's the fun in that? I know. (laughs) So, but when I actually, those pictures, though, were after the procedure. So I was doped up on, at that point, I don't know. I know they give you tramadol as well, which is some intravenous um, painkiller. I don't know if that has like a, a loopy effect or anything. But so anyway, yeah, I posted a couple photos. And then some people were making comments about like, um, you know, I don't understand why anyone would put themselves through all this when there are, are kids that need to be adopted. Ugh. And would, would like go to, to, would go to such great length. I don't understand why anyone would go to such great lengths to try to get pregnant when their kids that need to be adopted. And I was like, you know, I, I get I get what you're saying. At the same time, it's not like if you want to adopt a kid, you can... It's not like if we wanted to adopt, we could be parents already. It is just as expensive. It takes just as long. And by the way, as I said in my second tweet, we haven't ruled out adoption. We're just not there yet. And they don't give you Versed when you go to the... That's adoption. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. And, and also, also, it's 100% your decision. What, I was just saying, <laughs> yeah. and also, it's none of their business. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> well, as I said on the Shane Dawson episode, what they can do is... Something about a biscuit. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. That's right. Well, what about anyone who has kids then? All of, anyone who's had a kid could have adopted. Right. Hey, that, that's so, exactly, yeah. So everyone's an asshole who has their own kids. I guess the we're thing the worst. Is because because, <laughs> what's up? And, and by the, the way, nerve. even if you've adopted, you could adopt another. Right. Yeah. Seriously. You know? You mean even if you've... Yeah. Had your own? You could no, own. if you've adopted a kid, That's you're true. still not that much of a saint. There's always another kid you could adopt. <laughs> <laughs> right, don't, you know. Yeah, don't be patting yourself on the back. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I, I've been so open about every aspect of it, and it's now feels, it feels like it's been a long time, even though I think for most women who do IVF, it's like, really, we're still almost at the beginning, which is hard to believe, but people spend years doing this. Um, I think people look at it and they're like, it's obviously invasive, it's costing money, it's stressful. And then I feel like I have to justify why we're doing it. And then it just makes me feel like, well, this is what I get for being open about it. Maybe I shouldn't. But then I also just feel like, you know what? Fuck all you. This, it's my ticket to immortality. Listen, I'm not... <laughs> if I adopt, that's it. End of the bloodline. I got to keep it going so I can live forever. You know, that's so funny. <clears throat> my wife this week... I caught her talking to it. We had a house guest. Oh, by the way, you guys, unexpected guester in effect this <laughs> week. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. We found out on Thursday he was coming on Friday. Thorough house clean. Just corner to corner. <laughs> unexpected guester in effect. Um, all right. Well, that was, just, that was normal talking there, basically. But uh, she, I caught her talking to the guy. And she was like, you know, Greg has four sisters, and I think he's a little bit worried that his family name is going to end. Mm. And I was in the kitchen, and I was like, what did you say? <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. And she was like, well, you know, you're the last of the Heller males. And I was like, first of all, I'm not. My cousin Mitchell, who we don't really know that well. And second of all- There's someone to okay. inherit your fortune. But also, I was like, <laughs> Thank do, you goodness. Think, do you think I like give a shit about that? <laughs> and she was like, you don't? And I was like, I don't- I have never once thought about like, the Heller name will die. Like, we could, I don't care in the slightest about it. 
but she and she was shocked to find that out. She yeah. was like, "I thought it would be really important to you," and I was like, "Really? Uh, I don't care in any way, shape, or form." Do you do you care about do the Quant's care? name? I don't care about the Quant's name. I do believe that when you have kids, your soul, part of your soul, like transfers into them, so you continue on. It's like a pipeline, and you so become if, soulless parent. Yeah. So if you have, if you don't have your own kids, you have to work on learning how to possess someone else when you die. Like that, you got to like learn how to get your spirit into into them. their body. Yeah, because otherwise you're gone. Um, haunting homes and stuff. This is like like a horribly <laughs> just, scary yeah. movie you've just described. Like I know, not pleasant. It's very scary. It's just it's just the truth, Jenna. I'm sorry. It's wow, a bunch of old wow. dudes with no kids just roaming the earth looking for a soul to possess. Yes. Yeah. yeah, sounds like um, Skeleton Key, which is a movie that I watched not on purpose and it scared them. Yeah, that's a scary one. It's, you guys, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. good it's one. Super, watch I hate. I watched it and in the theater I kind of chuckled because it's a little cheesy and then I got home and I was like I will be awake for the next six months and I can't can't look at a mirror ever oh yeah no that was I actually thought that was a pretty good scary movie they did a okay job it was pretty scary yeah it was awful I I look at kids like my own personal Hale-Bopp comet (laughs) (laughs) you know they come along and then I jump I jump into their little body my spirit and then they're just like this young vessel to carry me into the future. This is so I know. Isn't that how everyone sees it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know. Alan, Not do you have brothers? I do. So so you're you're fine. Yeah, so the, at this point I'm pretty pretty useless. The, the name lives had, on. They've all had boys, so mm. Yeah, they've so. all had sons. Yeah. Yeah. But I've got f- uh three brothers. So Would you care if you ever had a boy? Uh I'm okay either way. Yeah, mm. I don't think it's like a bad thing or a good thing, one way or the other. The yeah. Moss name will live on. My brother had a son, and before he did, my dad was giving me a hard time about that. He was saying, well, you know, if you don't have a kid, then, you know, the fox name isn't going to live on. I was like, man, you are betting on the wrong horse. If you're you're waiting for me to solve this problem, you got problems. Well, speaking of young people, I chatted with one of my listeners who is 17. Um, So I really have my finger on the pulse, you guys. (laughs) Lols. But... Was that with an O or no, with a U? No, it was a, a Z. No, oh, L-U-L-Z. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I knew. Yeah, okay, cool. cool. Down. Um, and with, I don't want to go into the specifics of his situation because I'm not sure it would be okay with him if I were to talk about it or not. But suffice it to say, f- feels very alone and specifically doesn't really have adults or mentors he can turn to like kind of really like it was heartbreaking i can't get it out of my head like you really, talked to him on the phone no um on email right like really is alone basically but but turned to me um but anyway it just reminded me how much it sucked to be young and how happy i am that i'm not a teenager anymore and to teenagers out there uh just have faith that no matter what it does get, even if your life doesn't really get better it gets better when you have autonomy and when you're an adult and when you aren't depending on people so much and so Shane Dawson was on my show um, that came out on Monday and he was joking about wanting to title his second book It Gets Worse um, kind of like a twist <laughs> on the It Gets Better thing and I was laughing about that and in a way when he said it I could relate because yes you know your adult life often doesn't really turn out the way you want it to. And there's all sorts of disappointments and real life is just, you know, it's not as dramatic, but it's, it, it can be like crushing in sort of a mundane way. Mm-hmm. That being said, after talking to this, this kid, it reminded me that no, pretty much it really always does get better because you're, you are, you, 
in charge of so much more of your own destiny, which is unless you happen to have like some great childhood, um, it's just so nice to, to, to be the one in charge of that kind of stuff. I think, what do you guys think? Yeah. Nothing is worse than the time when you are, you're not a kid anymore but you don't have enough autonomy to do and to figure out anything about your own life and to be responsible for anything in your right. own life. That that was the worst time for me. Like you couldn't pay me to go back to that. Yeah. And yeah, once you start being able to take charge of your own life, it's just and you're not dependent on other people to define you and who you are. Once you start figuring it out for yourself, it's uh, it's so much better. Yeah. Yeah, and you can get rid of the people that suck and you can leave whatever town you're from and you know, you can change the circumstances of your life. Mm-hmm. Is that what you just said? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was um, dealing with Wendy. I would say two things about it. One is that I think for most people, as they get older, they become more confident in who they are mm-hmm. and they care much less about what other people think. I mean, really, like the less you care about what other people think of you, the happier your life will be. I would also say that there's some amount of happiness that's attached to privilege. And that for some people who just don't have opportunities, life can be shit for a very, very long time. And some people, it's like, no matter how old you are, you might never have any money or never have any opportunities. Um, and you have to make your own. And that's a lot harder, I think, than certainly than I had it. Do, do you think that for people who lack privilege, it doesn't get better as they get older? I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't... Um, it you it certainly become more. It becomes different, but your life can be hard for a long time. Yeah, I don't mean to say just wait till you're older, everything will be great. Because in because right. that's I mean that that's why I was saying that when Shane said it gets worse, I was like, yeah, you know, in a way it does. And real life has been disappointing in many ways. But then when I think about what it was actually like to feel at the mercy of adults, I think like, oh no, this is better. Well, in the mercy of adults and the the mercy of your peers, yes, being thirteen and fourteen year olds. Like yeah. that until you graduated high school. Um, I'm trying to think who it was. A friend of mine, their kid is worried that, oh, this person doesn't like them anymore in junior high school. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm so glad I don't have to care about that stuff anymore. I don't know how high schoolers can decide. I think there are certain high schoolers or, or you know, middle schoolers who can who don't care about that, who are like, yeah, I'm not um, the toast of the town in my high school, but that's fine. I was not one of them. Like everything affected me. I cared so much about all that stuff. And your world just when you're young, oftentimes just is so small. That's what I think that's what's so hard is that you feel like everywhere you look, you can't escape the feelings that you're having because you don't know anything else beyond that little circle of life you have. So I think, yeah, once you can get out and feel independent, uh, it definitely changes. Even if it's not going that well, at least you have that sense of independence. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's huge. I would agree. That's yeah. true. All right. Glad we all agree. You also, I think that you get older and there's something about just your brain getting older and baking more in you know, you become able to handle things better. Yeah, like baking more helps. <laughs> yeah, baking, baking more helps a lot. Right? And and it's it's this thing where it's not like life life gets harder, but you just get better at dealing yeah. with it. So yeah, it's like my life right now is way harder than it's ever been. <sighs> ever since you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, but um. But, you know, you just learn how to deal with things. You learn how to shut off your emotional life. 
you learn how to um, well, I just don't become think I basically feel, yeah. a walking shell of a human being, and then everything <laughs> everything's manageable. You get one thing you do get, no matter I think in any like socioeconomic strata is that a thing? Yeah, it totally that you're, is. That you're in, you go. You know what Often I always time. think about? I, I I hate to bring everything back to avocados. <laughs> no, you don't. But I always think about avocados. You know when you're at Trader Joe's and they have that bag of four avocados? Yes. Mm-hmm. That thing is dog shit. <laughs> because <laughs> Not you're going to you're going to no, who cares? You're going to buy four avocados and they're all going to be ripe at the same time in yours. Oh. And it's just stupid. And I remember being in college and I would go to buy avocados and I'd be like, "Four avocados." And then three days later, you're like, no, I, I guess I have to just make shitty brown guacamole. Yeah. And when you get older, you like have the wisdom to be like, I have, I need four avocados to last for a week. So I'm going to get a green one and a slightly green yeah. one and then a brown one. There's just some sort of inherent wisdom that comes that will allow you to buy better avocados, I guess. Really. It's true. <laughs> I can all remember when we first started thinking about it so, that way. You know what, though? That You're right. I know. Yeah. That that fucking avocado <laughs> shit is right, man. Right. I know. It's true. Good stuff. So if you're 17 and you're struggling to buy avocados, just know it gets better. Are there any more just me or everyone? Figure out, <laughs> hey, no, the lesson is figure out what your avocados are and then buy them in the right order. Yes, Don't that's correct. Think, do you think it's weird? I mean, I remember being a teenager and feeling everything super intensely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And looking back, even like reading my journals, it's just horrific. It's like... They're so embarrassing. The feelings I was having, the intensity of them. And now I look back and I go like, do I not have any feelings left? Or do I just, <laughs> is life just that much different? Because I really don't you get feel things like yeah. I used you to. You get perspective. Right. And you're, like, you're okay. hyper aware of them. Because okay. it, it's so important to you. And I think at that age, everybody's just on drugs in terms of hormones. Yeah. yeah. And everything is true. new. Yeah. You, you, have, you don't have the life experience yet to know that you'll be okay. You haven't gone through it before. Yeah. So everything's like, oh my God. <laughs> Who at this table still has their journals? I do. I do. I do. Daniel? Oh, yeah. I, I, have, I never really kept journals. I have notebooks that have journalist thing, journalistic, journal-ish things. Alan? I didn't keep any kind of journal really? going through high school. Oh, God no. damn it. That would be yeah. great. Oh, oh man. Sorry. The Alan Moss journal. We should do readings from our journals. We should. One day. Ooh, Did you oh, write Jesus in yours Christ. every day? Was I, wrote, a diary I wrote. Pretty consistently, pretty much almost every day till about my sophomore year of college. Wow. Yeah. He has not let me read a single page. I won't. Really? I know. I'm terrified. Because wow. it's all like boys It's and stuff boys and, and feelings and, and very <laughs> irrational things. Yeah and, yeah. and just intense feelings. I'm not one who, I even as a kid, like I just didn't ever want to share anything with anyone. So that's where I put everything. All feeling like I didn't have friends that I would talk to you about stuff. I wonder if people are more inclined to journal if they don't ha- feel like they have an outlet to talk about it in their lives or express their feelings. I just did it because did it was journal. it was a thing. Like yeah. I, it was a thing that you heard. Well, it's an interesting thing to do. It's an interesting exercise, and in that you can learn from it. I didn't do it because I didn't have anybody to talk to. Interesting. Yeah. How many of you who kept journals were writing them thinking, one day this will be published? Me. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely me. One no. of All of my journal writings are about like the future greatness of Greg Heller. Yeah. Oh, wow. you got to bring that And in. they're all like about how I'm like preordained to be like the second coming of James Joyce. They're wow. Mostly, a lot of them are from when I traveled. <laughs> oh my God, um, you've got Because the ruin of my life, truthfully, is that when I was a kid, too, I, a lot of people told me that I was a prodigy. 
when I was a kid, and it ruins your fucking life. If there are any parents listening to that, do not do that to your fucking kids. Have Oftentimes, you? because I'm hypnogogic. Yes, that's true. <laughs> oh my God, I had the best hypnogogic dream the other day, by the way. Have you read the drama of the gifted child? Uh-uh. Um, I wrote it, though. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. But I will tell you that I pulled out one of my journals the other day from when I went to Chile. And I was at uh, Pablo Neruda's. Well, I, was Chile. At, I was at Pablo Neruda's house, the poet, and everybody mm-hmm. writes their names on the fence outside of his mm-hmm. house. And in my journal, I wrote, perhaps one day they'll <laughs> write on the fence outside my house. Wow. <laughs> Think about what an oh, asshole, wow. dumb thing that is to say when oh, you're like wow. 19. Yeah. Someone yeah. probably has written on your fence, though. They know? probably like, have. Know? And it was just like, stop parking your car in our driveway. Allison, <laughs> <laughs> did you know that the. The book, the gift of, uh, or the the drama of the, the drama of the gift of child. It was originally entitled the drama of the narcissistic child. Oh, really? And the publisher made them change. and said, "Well, nobody's going to buy that book." Interesting. Interesting. What is it about? I don't know. This is the book that you're. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have it, and my I remember my sister read it a long time ago, and your mom recommended <laughs> it. What? Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Right. And I remember I never knew was it because she thought I should read it or was it because I would be able to understand. Maybe she knew better. the original title. <laughs> what is what well, is the premise of it, though? I don't know. I just know that um, a lot of people cite it as an important thing that they read as a child. I think oh. it's I could be wrong, but I think it's kind of what you were saying, Greg. It's the pressure that is put on you when you think of yourself as a special or gifted child and as opposed to just an average child. Well, what's funny about the title change though, is I just read some article in like Newsweek or something like last month that said that this next generation of children that are being raised because they're being praised so much are a generation of narcissists. Well, I don't need Newsweek to tell me that. Well, I, I'm just saying there was like this yeah. pretty interesting article about like, stop telling your kids they're so great. Well, there's right. a book that's just stop, been published stop, stop. Yeah. by some, you know, uh, I think she was uh, worked at Harvard. Uh, who the fuck knows who she was? And <laughs> a she wrote a book. So far. Oh, she was like, no, Stanford, Stanford <laughs> admissions or something like that. Right. And she... She's writing about how uh, helicopter parenting is destroying children's ability to become adults, and that yeah. it's all about how not to be a, what like what you need to do as a parent to give them a sense of independence. You know what? One thing you should definitely do for them to give them a sense of independence if they're boys who need to shave. Get Harry's. Harry's dot com. <laughs> Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Is supported by Harry's dot com. So occasionally this happens where a new sponsor will come onto the show. Um, it's razors and shave gel and whatnot. Listen, I subscribe. Do you? I, Greg Heller is a subscriber to Harry's. Really? Yes, I am. They're great, what I was they're great razors. Yeah. They're very good razors. I know. Yes, occasionally, they are. a sponsor will come onto the show. Occasionally, <laughs> talking lips moving a sponsor will come on to the show but i appreciate everyone's right. additions sponsor smoke on- break <laughs> so i'm on to the show and it's weird because i think oh i've actually purchased this product before i am super familiar with it because remember when i bought you a harry's shave kit with yep. shave cream and a razor and blades the best christmas gift i ever received and i also was, bought you didn't let me one- finish. oh no I'm just kidding. <laughs> talking lips are moving <laughs> i remember i also bought one for my sister's husband and i'm trying to remember which color i gave you versus him but anyway the point why is, don't you call him your brother-in-law because suddenly my brain forgot that word and i, was, I just <laughs> oh, went for the yeah? okay. the easiest way Fair to enough. say it 
You guys, why pay $32 for an eight-pack of blades when it's half the price at Harry's? Satisfaction is guaranteed. Harry's manufactures their own blades, high-quality, high-performing German blades crafted by shaving experts. It's about half the price of other big-branded blades. Um, and Harry's Razors offers a high-quality shave that's better for your face and your wallet. Their starter set is an amazing deal. Uh, you get for $15, you get a razor, foaming shave gel, or shave cream, three razor blades, plus free shipping. Greg, you enjoy the Harry's? I do. I love their shave cream. Their shave cream is really makes your face feel great. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, and in fact... Man, it looks as if you have a close shave right now. I haven't shaved in three days. That's oh, how long wow. it takes me to grow facial hair. But uh, one really cool thing about Harry's is they they time their delivery around the quantity of facial hair you have. Mm-hmm. So you can say like, oh, I shave once oh, every wow. two weeks. And they'll time, they'll stagger the delivery of the blade. So I get the exact number of blades I need every month and I don't feel like I'm wasting money on blades. This is not even a paid endorsement. No. But Harry's, if you would like to pay me at Dong Attack. Go to harrys.com now and Harry's will give you $5 off the starter set. Use our coupon code Allison with your first purchase. That's harrys.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com and enter coupon code Allison at checkout for $5 off. Harry's.com, start shaving better today. Do it. Do it. Um... I think it might be time to hear the fruit song. This is the complete fruit song, everyone. The whole deal. Do the talk up, Jeff. The intro is sold on the beginning already. the new song it's kind of my hold on stand back no we know this part already here we go Hold on for surprise fruits right here. Apple, apple, pineapple. It's a recap. Grapes, grapes, strawberries. Twist ending. Oh my god, that was so good. Grapes and strawberries right at the end. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. There's a band that um I don't know if they're on Barsook or Saddle Creek. But they had someone tap dancing while they played. I feel like they toured with Rilo Kylie. They had someone tap dancing. Oh, Do you know who I, I mean? Yes, I know that band. Yep. They were um, on Letterman one time when when I was working there. Oh, yeah, Jenna, you know who they are. Ramsey. Uncle Tuba Town. <laughs> 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 anyway, the breakdown. Tilly on the Wall. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes, Tilly on the Wall. Yeah. Good. Paul. Thank you. Especially from someone who call, who's a fan Uncle of Uncle Tuba Town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... There's parts of that song which sound like Tilly in the Wall. I like Tilly in the Wall. Oh, yeah. I can see that the connection. The breakdown part. I, I love to tap dance, so... Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> yes, she does. I- <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> on more than one occasion, I've been like, do we need these shoes anymore? We don't really use them, do we? Keep them. Just keep, keep the tap shoes. Know. Do you have the high heel tap shoes? I wish. No, shoes? Okay, I just I have like the those. jazz tap shoes. I always wanted <laughs> the sneaker ones. Like you oh. turn like a pair of Adidas into yeah. tap shoes, but... Wait, when did you last tap? This, was, this is going on uh, a week or two ago. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I can't fit my feet into my tap shoes right now. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> it just depends. With tap shoes or not. Without tap shoes, That's true. a week or two ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I officially tapped not since high school, but I will whip out some moves for Al just to make him uncomfortable regularly because <laughs> he hates it. I like, want to tell you guys that Al sent me the fruit song yesterday and I drove up the coast this morning to go surfing and I had it already loaded into my phone and I blasted it for like three hours in a row just over and over and over again because I was so amazed that the, that they chose lemon and pear because pear so clearly does not fit the melody. Right. Lemon, pear. It just doesn't fit there. It should have been like banana or another fruit. is A longer fruit, but pear is just the wrong neck. Nectarine, apricot, any fruit besides pear. It's, it needs more syllables. Right. Yeah. It's a huge blunder. But then at the end when huge blunder. <laughs> when grapes and strawberries slipped in, uh-huh. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it was like a big aha uh-huh moment for me. Yeah, it would have been better with lemon strawberry. Or, yeah. yeah with more sure. syllables. More, yeah, more syllabic. and yeah. pear yeah. at the end. Just a uh, teaser. I'm working on a remix of that song. In future episodes, it will be. I cannot, cannot wait. wait. I know. <laughs> so when I worked at the OC Weekly, we were next to Jimmy DeFord dance center so i organized a little group of us to go take a tap dancing class <laughs> and this other woman charla and i both took it seriously enough to w- and we went and we bought tap shoes that yes. was right before you got fired wasn't it <laughs> Yo, so you got fired sorry I, sorry i my did you, I get, had a, you got fired from a week no oh. no <laughs> sorry i had a gigantic brain fart and then uh, i was thinking about that other time that i actually did get fired <laughs> and i was like oh, too soon i was like apparently yes. yeah i was like no this was this was years before actually <laughs> um but it would have been funny if i didn't have that brain fart <laughs> anywho Anyway, so we went tap dancing. We only went to one class, but I still have the shoes and you I still them. have my zest for tap dance. Ugh. So I think I can we show you some moves. Please, mm-hmm. let's do it. Yeah. What are some names of some moves? Is there oh, a it's been so long. Potbury isn't just in dance in general. Okay. Uh, honestly, I'd have to like really channel. I don't know. It's been so long. I haven't. Okay. There's a. Don't I ever say kickball change? Oh, no. yeah, that's, that's the one. That that's in dance, too. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, I'm I'm like having a total brain meltdown, too. I, okay. I know tap moves. Give I me a few you. minutes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, don't forget the toe stand. I mean, how would I know? <laughs> <laughs> um. So wait. Shuffle the buffalo. What? That's is that? a dance move. That's a I tap move. I know that one. Shuffle the buffalo? Something like that. I might be saying it wrong, oh but it's God. something it like that. Like the hands swinging sure. around and uh, like a smile, that's, like that's oh. the uh, like the wheel. I don't oh, remember yeah. what that one's that called, but I fun. used to be really good at that one. At the, oh, I, the buffalo. Buffalo? I saw Gregory Hines do that once. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, his I'm gonna big thing. I'm gonna look this up. Continue. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, see, we're at the road is forking. Here's the question: Do we hear about Greg's surf twi- trip? Do we hear about Jenna and Al's Palm Springs trip? Or do we do iTunes comment of the week? iTunes comment of the week. Okay, I totally have this move not named wrong. Oh, what is yeah. it called? Let me just. 
Hold on. Shuffle the buffalo. <laughs> Isn't that when you punch a guy and take a buffalo? A buffalo is you shuffle off to the buffalo. It is a tap step. Thank you. Okay, I got it right. Shuffle off to the. I'll do it for you guys after the show. Oh goody. Okay. Periscope. (laughs) Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. Just like hanging with friends. By Jamie the Girl. I have never written a review, but I decided to write one for Allison Rosen as your new best friend because I love the podcast so much. I found out about Allison's podcast through Shane Dawson's podcast when she was a guest on his show. I loved how she talked about being fat and then losing a lot of weight. I can relate. So I decided to listen to her podcast. I really love listening to the Thursday show because it never fails to make me laugh. And even though I'm only 20 years old, I feel like I can relate a lot to the th- with the Thursday gang. I love how Allison is very open about her personal life. It feels just... It feels like she is actually my best friend. I like to hear about Jenna's competitive parents. Makes mine seem more normal. And what fruits she likes. <laughs> Al always seems to know the answers to every question, except maybe on the quizzes. Jeff has perfect timing with the drops Which can make things even funnier Daniel's intros are hilarious And lastly I love how Greg will say something weird And then say Are there any more (laughs) JMOs? Even if they haven't gotten to the JMOs yet If you listen You are bound to like someone on the show So if you're looking for a podcast Where you feel like you are hanging out with close friends This is the podcast for you Thank you for that super nice comment. That's a very nice comment. Thank you. Excellent. That so person. nice. Thank you, Jamie the girl. Thank you, Alan the Moss, for that excellent <laughs> rend- rendition of that. If you would like to leave us a nice comment, go to iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. Leave us a nice comment and maybe we'll read it as part of our iTunes comment of the week. A um, little bit of TV time talk. TV time. TV Regular listeners will know that I have been plowing through Pretty Little Liars, even though Daniel hates it, and I myself have ceased to be entertained. However... Who is A? I must know. Who is A? And... I'm like, I'm so close to finding out because I'm so close to the end of the fifth season on Netflix, which I thought was where the big reveal came. In fact, I even yelled to Daniel in the other room, I'm three episodes away. And it has been like, it's been like a project that I've been chipping away at joylessly, but I just (laughs) will find the answer. That's definitely a quote that's going on the next <laughs> the <laughs> Pretty Little Liars season seven, chipping. a project I've been chipping away at joylessly. <laughs> and I'm a spoiler person. Mm. I tend to read the last page first, but for some reason with this, I don't know if it's because they insist on keeping the same mystery going for every single season. Literally, what six seasons? Well, the I thought same. it was just five mystery so anyway and i yelled to you only three episodes left i was so excited i could taste it i could taste the big reveal 
Busy. We get to the end of season five, final episode, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know who A is. I know a little more who A is, but I don't know who A is. And then Daniel said, are you sure this is the last season? And I was like, I'm pretty sure. And you're like, are you sure? Because it gets to Netflix late. Long story short, mm. I, I was like, I can't take it. So I just Googled who is A. And I found, <gasps> I was so close, but I Googled it. And turns out in the end of the sixth season, or no, like the middle of the sixth season, mm-hmm. that's when you find out. But now I know. Mm-hmm. I know who A is too. I knew the whole time. I know. You knew because you guys talked about it on the comment yeah, section. Yeah, we had to do it on one of our shows. And we chose to. I mean, the network didn't ask us to. <laughs> we chose to. And I, when that was on, I was sure like, no, 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 no. And I, I like held my ears and covered my eyes, which is it's hard to do with only two hands. Um, because I didn't want to see it. That's how much I didn't want to spoil it. But I Googled the fuck out of it. And now I know. And uh, so are you going to okay. watch season six when it comes on Netflix? Or are you done? No, I already started trying to find it today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I still want to know. Yeah. But the problem is on ABC family, um, only like season six, episode five, six, seven, eight and nine or something are available. So I had mm-hmm. to jump into the oh. like a quarter way through, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, w- I would say the end of this last season did start to get at least somewhat watchable to me because it just got so fucking weird. And I appreciated that aspect. It's like I know the writers were drawing on, you know, like Bioshock or whatever as influences. And I was kind of digging that. But it's uh, it's just a bizarre. It's the kind of show that when I watch it, you know, that thing where you're asleep and you don't know if you're awake or asleep, and so you want to like test the world to see if it's real. Like, Wait, you want to try your to... hypnagogic thing. Isn't yeah, it? so you sort of. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, what about this? Can I read that? Or if I and I feel like when I watch it, it's like I want to see if I'm still awake. And it's like, is this the the same show, the same plot, the same exact plot as season one? Now in season <laughs> five, it is. I'm I'm still sleeping, and um, but I'm still awake. I think. <laughs> I think so. Also, also, lots of people have been tagging Jenna and me in yes. tweets. Gilmore Girls reboot. Yes, just apparently announced. four ninety-minute episodes or something like Mini that. Mini movies or something. Essentially, yeah. yeah. I'm a little on the fence about it. I am too. Okay, good. Why are you on the fence? Uh, for me, it's like, well, there's a lot of elements. Is Melissa McCarthy going to actually do the show? Mm. Is I mean, Richard Gilmore, the grandfather, passed away last year, so he's out. And are they going to just pick up 10 years later? Because they cannot make us believe that she's... <laughs> like, Lauren Graham's aged a lot in the last 10 years. So that's going to be weird. I, just, I don't know. I just feel like maybe, even though we didn't get a really satisfactory, a satisfying ending of season seven or whatever, I just don't know if we can bring it back to that same element of like, oh yeah, isn't this show quaint and nice and doesn't right. make you feel good? And remember when I used to wear those kind of clothes too and we, you know, and I don't know. I just don't think they can, I'm, I'm, af- I'm afraid they can't capture it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why? I do wonder why. I mean, I guess there's just a lot of interest in it again. People yeah. are, people love Super Gilmore Girls. Right. Yeah. yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love 
the whole series from start to finish. Mm-hmm. So most likely I would love the four ninety minute whatever. But I just feel like they should make it, it makes they, me nervous. They should do it wet hot did, which is do it as a prequel and <laughs> play it off like, like they're younger parody. than they oh, were. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, well, you did the spoil thing with Twin Peaks too, and I think that's a real problem in our marriage. I'm sorry. You, we started but watching. I, I was all excited. It. I was all excited to get you to start watching it, and then you you went online and found out who killed Laura Palmer. But I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Or did I, I always do, go I online remember. and find yeah. everything? When the seventh Harry Potter book came out, I read the last two chapters in line at the grocery store, and then put the book back. And was like, <laughs> well, that was interesting. Great way to end it. So I, I'm I'm terrible. Wait, you put it that. back? Yeah, I didn't even buy it. I was just, it was a really long line and the book was right there. So I thought I'll just skim through the end of here and I, figure it out. I will say that you. great suspense and great storytelling, you can know the end and still enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. the test of whether something was really good or not is if you find out the end and it's, if you know the end going in and it's not enjoyable or you go, you know the end going in and it's still enjoyable, that's the difference between good storytelling and bad storytelling. That's, so you'll still enjoy yeah. Twin Peaks, but it's just not as fun because you don't get to like figure out, you know, who the, you know, all the clues, whatever. That's how the movie It, the Stephen King book, you know, ba- mm-hmm. that made the movie with, the, with clown. the clown. The ending is so bad. But the whole time you're like, this is the scariest movie ever. And then you get to the end and you go like, wow, that was the war- waste of three hours yeah, of my totally. life. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a three hour movie? Yeah. yeah. Three hours. Super oh. long. Yeah. Is it scarier than Skeleton Key? The no. first half is yeah, at the beginning it is, but not at the end. Yeah, but by the end you go like not even scared. Okay, so what's this scarier, the movie It or this trend of weirdos <laughs> dressing as clowns with balloons oh. standing in dark yeah. street corners like around? That. Yes, that in like creepy small towns in here in California, small towns, like in yeah. graveyards and stuff yeah. at night. I kind of like that actually. I think uh, there's something kind of oh. cool about it. it I, mean, I know cool. it's scary, I find it but creepy. I, I would freak out but i would really there was a scared. guy in london yeah. who would be outside people's homes and stuff like if you were just like chilling and looked outside your window and there's like a dude staring at you with balloons Ugh. i don't know i kind of like that'd it. be awesome okay <laughs> Wait, what was your what was your hypnagogic dream oh um and what is a hypnagogic dream again it means you're, you're lucid oh, dreaming right? yeah you're lucid Hypnotist dreaming goggles i was going to buy my <laughs> godson angus uh a plane like a a model plane. A model plane, and I was stopped on my way into the store by Anderson Cooper, <laughs> and he pulled me into this room above the toy plane store, and he informed me that CNN had decided to launch a Spanish language version, and they had chose me to head the news division. <laughs> <laughs> and in the dream, I was like, I'm pretty fluent in Spanish, but Anderson, man, I don't know if I can like lead the whole newsroom. And he was like, Greg, you don't have to speak perfect Spanish to lead the newsroom. And I was like, like hell I don't. <laughs> and then I, as I was walking out, I was like, my friend Allie Brown, who really works for CNN, works for, so I called her in the dream. And I was like, do you think I could lead the Spanish language newsroom at CNN? And she was like, absolutely. And then we spoke in Spanish for five minutes. And then wow. I woke up. That was Whoa. my hypnot- That was weird, right? We like had the rest of our conversation in Spanish. She can't speak any fucking Spanish. I'm positive. And at the end of it, I was like, okay, fine. She- in my dream, she spoke fluent Spanish. And then at the end, I was like, okay, fine. And I went back to that room and I told Anderson Cooper I would take the job. <laughs> so so I, it sounds like a good dream. It was just really weird. It was just really weird. Sometimes I dream and I speak in Spanish in dreams for a long time, which is it's, weird. It's weird. He had it? a dream had in Spanish the other, the other night. Yeah, yeah, I spoke in like Spanish for like an hour with some lady. And I woke up like, what was that? Who was she? 
<laughs> oh, we got to strip joint. Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. a parking lot attendant. I was getting the car for us. Oh, but who did she great. look like? Anyone? Likely she like story. She was just like a, anyone? Oh, like the no. parking <laughs> lot attendant. Penelope. Yeah. yeah. Hubba yeah. hubba. She looked like a normal parking lot <laughs> attendant. <laughs> yeah. Snow so Anderson cool. Cooper. Yeah. But. Yeah, Snow <laughs> Anderson Cooper. That's actually the dirtiest. It's part. so weird too because I have I never <laughs> think about Anderson Cooper. Like I have no relationship with Anderson Cooper in any way. But he was there. He was in my dream. I bet if you were to talk about Anderson Cooper for a little while, you'd figure out why. Why? Yeah. Totally. Well, what the, the debates. You? I didn't yeah. watch the debates. Did you watch SNL? No. Uh, I hardly watch TV anymore now. He's just, but he is who you think of when you think of CNN. So for sure, yeah, he's sure. the king of That's CNN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. He's, he's the de facto. Besides Wolf Blitzer, I mean. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So how was your trip? Oh, my boat trip? Yeah. It was shit. <laughs> it was total shit. Oh, oh really? no. <laughs> yeah, it was shit. We got, uh, we had the best surfing and fishing forecast I've seen in like three years. The weather was perfect. The surf was really good. The fishing had been great. And we were leaving on a Sunday for two and a half days to be totally alone. We got out of the harbor Sunday afternoon. We got 40 miles off the coast. And my buddy turns to me at one point. We're in a 25-foot tiny fishing boat. And he goes, did you hear something? And I was like, no. And then he goes, we have an engine problem. And the temperature gauge just redlined. And I looked at him and we turned around and there was smoke just billowing out of the engine on a tiny boat. And he Mayday'd. And I've been on boats like since I was a tiny kid and I've never heard anybody use a Mayday call. And he was like, Mayday, 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 we're six miles off X Island. And who comes and gets you when you do that? The engine is on fire. Jesus. Um, So I grabbed the fire extinguisher. He's Mayday'ing. And I turn around to the engine box to lift it up and there's our cooler is strapped to it. And I couldn't get it off in time. And all I'm thinking is like the engine. Save the beers. Yeah, there, <laughs> there are 18 gallons of gas in gas cans surrounding the engine. And I'm like, this is it. This is how you die. <laughs> and I, I unstrapped the cooler with his help. And we lifted up the engine block and I extinguished it. But Jeff Fox, what is the difference between fire smoke and steam? One's made out of water and the other is smoke. Well, one, it turns out, is white. And the other one is black or gray. And it was not fire. It oh. was steam because the radiator cap, the radiator had corroded and blown. Um, the Coast Guard came and vessel assist came and we got towed back in for the next five hours. So wait, did the fire extinguisher put out the steam? The fire extinguisher <laughs> extinguishes. It was, I'm telling you for like. You didn't have a steam extinguisher? We didn't. <laughs> you guys are crazy. For one minute, I was like, we have major problems. This boat is going to explode. It's loaded down with three days of gas. Did you consider just jumping? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I consider jumping. Um, we Can- both consider jumping. We were both like. Were you going to jump in slow motion? No, we were going to jump at regular speed, I think. We should have jumped in slow motion. <laughs> if someone had filmed it, you would have seen it in slow motion. Yeah. It was scary for two minutes. Yeah, and as soon scary. as we realized what was going on, the worst part about it was all of the coolant exploded all over the boat and our hands and feet got totally torched from hot coolant, which Ugh. sucked. We got towed in. We got back to port at 11. We went to my buddy's dad's house in Ojai. We barbecued till two in the morning, all the food we had brought out there. We drank until the sun came up and then we got up the next day and surfed for six hours. So the good next day was great, but the whole fishing trip, all the gas, all the bait, everything was blown out. It sucked. It sucked shit. Yeah. Well, I'm Went glad to this joint, just full Ritos, and there were bets just everywhere, and it was just got the digis and just game. 
Basically, yeah. But mostly we just hung out at the dude's house and barbecued. <laughs> but similar. You're, you're still alive. I'm still oh, alive. Thank goodness. You're we're here. glad for that. And it turns out... Five hours, though. Because they have to do this whole process of boarding your boat and examining your boat, and they're towing you really slowly. We're 40 miles off the coast. Oh. You're going really, really, really slow. 40 miles away, that's a long way in the ocean. Oh. Yeah, it sucked. But I did learn that if you mayday the Coast Guard, they show up in 30 seconds. That's awesome. They were on the boat in like 10 minutes afterwards. Wow. Whoa. That part was nice. Part That's was cool. Nice. But it sucked. I caught no fish. Caught no fish. I have no fish. And how was Palm Springs? It was good. Great. Or was it Palm Desert? It was uh, same. It whatever. Was I don't know. Technically Palm Desert. It was past uh, Palm Springs. But my whole family had never been. But um, most of my siblings are sort of out here in the West. So we chose it as a spot, and it's a big uh, old family reunion. Yeah, we mm-hmm. just did. We did one of those like big compounds that had a couple of houses on it and a big pool and all that, and we just partied hard. And I In held the baby the most Mormon way possible. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And by partied hard, we I, like did we dance, like dance went revolution. Swimming at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So That's fun. It actually the swimming for me was a highlight. It yeah, it felt was weird great to, be to go swimming. swimming. Yeah, it was like a huge relief to feel weightless yeah, suddenly. Yeah, were all of your brothers there? Yeah, every yeah, the whole all, uh, fam- the whole Moss clan. Wow. All three of my brothers and my sister and my parents so, and all the spouses and kids. Yeah, and, it was and like we were all together. Jenna, how is it for you? Do you like all of Alan's brothers? I actually love his family. They're really yeah. easygoing. They don't. There's they don't like fight. There's like no drama. It's very no four brothers and there's no drama. No, no, no. They at all. really it yeah. is bizarre because <laughs> I feel like every family has drama mm-hmm. and his family they don't. My younger brother's a cop. He'll just arrest us all. <laughs> he, he is. is yes, yeah. he is. Yeah. And also, Alan is the smallest of all of his am, brothers. They are the giants. They are really? all like six five, huge big guys. Yeah. But I can talk circles around them. Six five. So watch out. Yeah. Yeah. What do the Moss brothers all do? We know that one is a cop. Uh, my oldest brother manages shopping malls. Right. Uh, so he actually kind of took after my father. He did right. that for a while. Uh, my uh, my brother in law, who's married to my older sister, is in banking. And then I'm in healthcare IT. My younger brother is a police officer down mm. in Corpus Christi, Texas. Whoa, which is a rough place to be a police officer. Uh, it's not too bad. He's huh? he's attached to a university. They got so rid of all the minorities. So he's it's... able to do pretty well there. <laughs> um, although, with all these campus shooting, it's a little bit uh, Scary, scarier. Right? Yeah, that I think happen- he has to be yeah. pretty, pretty prepared. Because I kind of thought, like, oh, you're campus police. That's like great. Like You're just like you're breaking safe, up loud yeah. parties and underage drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, but then I'm kind of like, oh, I guess you kind of have to have like an assault rifle. That's kind of like a thing because you got to take the shooter out. So that's a little bit spookier. And then my younger brother works for a startup in Provo, Utah, actually. Yeah, which is crazy. Of all places. Like, it's sort of a, a hotbed of IT right now. It is, is that true? Mm-hmm. It is. I would not My hometown that. is growing like crazy It's one of the right places now. that Google invested uh, Google Fiber mm. to uh, give everybody yeah. all the fast internet. Mm. Fiber. Oh, someone wrote so. in and wanted me to ask you about Mormon funeral potatoes. Oh, delicious <laughs> yeah what the fuck i know they look really good <laughs> they are really good they are and yes they are called funeral potatoes because pretty much at every funeral you ever go to in utah they will have this casserole and it is what? Po- it is a po- morbid funeral potato <laughs> what is that that is it is, is like it? potato and cheese and yumminess all baked like, yeah thin so- slices of potato and baked with cheese, cheese and, so it's like and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that's kind of exactly yes. Yeah, but, but like but so bad sadness. for you. 
Yeah, but they don't necessarily do it for all funerals. I was going to say, is it they'll only it. for funerals? No, they'll do it for like They'll do it for walks. anything, but because they're so popular at funerals, people just started calling them funeral potatoes. <laughs> and probably the, mo- the, the biggest comfort food. That's probably why that's, I write Yeah. There. Yeah. Exactly. We don't drink, Whoa. so gotta Mormon. eat. Isn't it crazy? Like you get to a certain age in your life, and you're like, "I've heard of everything. I know what the fuck is going on." I have never, <laughs> I had heard, never heard the heard term Mormon funeral potato ever once. I'll in my make life. them for you guys. They're so good. Oh, oh my gosh! It sounds like something that someone yeah. would be if they're just if they're Mormon and they just like to hang out at funerals to get rest. You know? <laughs> oh, like, he's uh, a total uh, Mormon uh, funeral <laughs> potato. <laughs> oh, this person. Like the 18th yeah. funeral I've seen him at this month. He yeah. can't stop funeralizing. Jeez. <laughs> the guy that won't leave when the funeral's over. It's like turn the lights on off. This guy won't leave. He's a total Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> are there <laughs> other foods that we should know about from the other other like trippy uh there's a thing called a hawaiian haystack because I'm, it's I'm horrible. A, I'm not I a hate Utah it. Mormon, so I grew up outside of. Isn't Utah. that where the guy has his feet around the? Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's <laughs> an angry dragon. It's yeah. like uh, <laughs> I is that a Utah thing? <laughs> I think so because I'd never heard of it as a Mormon. Most until I, I guess the only Utah. time I ever had it was when I moved to Utah. Yeah, it's like it's rice horrible, is the base, whatever it is, <laughs> and then they use those like crunchies. It's like rice, and then this weird gravy, and then they put pineapple on it, and then they put these weird crunchy. Like sticks. sticks. I, I don't know think, what they are. I don't like know what they sesame are. Sticks? Little like bread. Wonton. Yeah, maybe. Kind of, yeah, but not like, wonton. Or like fried noodles. It's kind of, not, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll Google it for you. They're just baked. They, and they're they not fried. Like, was it like okay. cream of mushroom or something like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, cream I of might be. Yeah. Yeah. I might be. It's, I, it's I never liked that one growing up. Pass. They do oh, weird yeah. toppings on it. You can do different kind of fruits yeah. and things. It's weird. Otherwise, they do a lot of things with Jello. That's like the cliche. Jello is the cliche. They'll yeah, put carrots and Jello. Savory like that. Jellos. Hmm. Yeah, that's of course that's the LDS cliche. Whenever someone's like, you know, anyone who's who's a Mormon, I'm like, yeah, fucking too much Jello stuff. You know, those, <laughs> they can't yeah. get it up with their carrot Jello. You know how it well, is. Well, that and then Diet Coke, dirty Diet Cokes. What does that. that mean? What does that mean? A dirty Diet Coke <laughs> is Diet Coke with lime, fresh lime. Um, coconut syrup and a little bit of half and half. Yum! That's yeah, it's awesome. pretty good. That sounds so good. It's made yeah. and created in Utah. It's like a huge deal. The Dirty Diet Coke. Dirty Diet Coke. Is that a thing you can order at a restaurant? Mm-hmm. And they Wait. do it with caffeine free, though, right? No, with really. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can get leaded. leaded or unleaded, whatever <laughs> you want. Uh, that's because soda is such a huge deal, and soda right. is like the a huge biggest deal ever I have a bunch of questions does it seem to you guys <laughs> like I, I don't see this in any disparaging way but there's so much stuff about am I supposed to say the LDS or LDS is it the same thing as Mormon it is right it's yeah. the same it's actually um, LDS is probably more appropriate it is mm-hmm. there's so much stuff about LDS that seems like I don't want to say secret but like mysterious to me do you look sure. at like Judaism in the same way and go like, what is that weird stuff you guys eat and that thing you do where you blow into a ram's horn and stuff? Does it- <laughs> no, actually, actually, I, think- I look at it and go like, oh yeah, religion, I get it. Yeah, and right. I would say between between the Jewish religion and the Mormon religion, there's actually a lot of similarities. I would say because you guys are very focused on symbolism, and that's most of what Mormonism is. Right, mm-hmm. it's more bo- more focused on the sim- symbolism of. The I religion. think it's because I'm immersed in in Judaism that. None of it, everything Jewish seems like everyone knows about it. That's what I was going to say. I I will agree, though. It does seem that there's more of a mystique about Mormonism. And maybe it's just because it's... I, I, that's how probably far because we don't live think, in Utah. Yeah, But maybe, I think also, right? yeah. I think the Mormon church um, does keep a lot of it secret. Like the, the 
temples. You can't go, and there's like there's things that they just don't have open to the public. Yeah, so it feels right. The like, temple so yeah. is so that feels like, it. Oh, it feels like there's, you, there's, on there's stuff like going the on behind or something. Yeah, right. when reality is like you'd be very bored and be like, this is, yeah, it's, I would no not different be than what you would see. It's in not yeah other religious ceremonies. But I don't know, like how many people could just waltz into an Orthodox synagogue or whatever. I mean, I guess you can. I guess they wouldn't stop you at the door. I have a feeling if you went to if you went to a synagogue and you talked to the rabbi it, they would just well they would welcome you into anything like i tried to go culture. into the mosque at the temple mount in jerusalem mm-hmm. and they straight up were like absolutely not but Jerusalem. that might be <laughs> you I are mean, not coming in here and i was like israel. i just want to see it it's cultural i think that in israel there's like other concerns perhaps well, well we're through the looking glass here because i've broken the deepest darkest secret of mormonism the things on top of the hawaiian haystack appear to be chow mein noodles chow mein Thank noodles you. Oh, okay mein. Oh, all right Good job. I would not Thank have you. What is, as someone in the LDS, what's the most common question you're asked? Oh. Is there one that people are like, no, and you're always like, no, that's not true, no. Mm, I think when I was <laughs> when I was younger, before people learned a lot more, before Mormonism sort of became, because I would say it's a little bit more mainstream now, but when I was like a kid, I would say it was always about polygamy. The yeah, question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's kind of faded because people have sort of understood like, oh, that's not the Mormon church. That's like the fundamentalist LDS people. Yeah. Did you um, see the, the documentary about the fundamentalist? Which one? The, um, we've, tra- we've probably watched the we've Warren watched Jeffs. We've watched like we've all watched of them. There's one that aired on Showtime like a week oh, ago and no. it's really good. Oh, no. No, we haven't yeah, seen that yeah, one. Where does, in the LDS, can you masturbate? Uh, no, that no, would be seen that as would breaking be the down on. Yeah. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh. Yeah. So you're going to convert. Yeah. No, I mean... <laughs> well, yeah. But like, how does it work, Alan? Like, you're a 16-year-old dude, right? Mm-hmm. Like... Discipline. Your, your body just starts naturally masturbating itself, right? In terms of like a wet dream? Yeah. Absolutely. That's not like... It's not like a sin. There's nothing you can do no, about that? Yeah, that's not like a sin. It's more about... The law of chastity is more about um, how you're how you're treating your own body and how you're perceiving um, sex. As procreation. As either as procreation or as uh, within the bonds of marriage. Right. So it's not so much that sex is bad, is that God has said sex between um, you know husband and wife, and, and it should be inside the bonds of marriage. That's more of what it is. So, But even with that knowledge, when you're 16, you have to enact discipline within yourself, uh, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking from experience, it's not uh, a cakewalk. Sure. That is admirable discipline because uh, I just assaulted myself for like a. How old am but, I? But like, but you also have to understand too. People years. people sit there and say like, you know, just because you're saying like this is the line doesn't mean that everyone uh, is perfect or whatnot. Everyone right, right, right. fails, and we believe in repentance and and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's it's tough, and I think the church has learned a lot in like leniency of people have struggles and people are, are trying their best. Right, and so, right, right. You know. I think as you go through it, it's not as harsh as the world sees it. Yeah, I um, think that's that is a big thing. People yeah. look at it and go like, "Oh my gosh, your life is so stressful and scary." Or they just like, immediately well, call you a liar. You know? Oh, that drives that me crazy. Stuff. Oh, I know. So that's yeah. just a function though of not being immersed in a certain culture. Totally. Too. Yeah. Totally. Every there are people every year who tell me like, "I can't believe you go a whole day without eating." Every year on your right. board, I'm like, "You just it's just not a thing." Like right. I don't really think about it. Have you ever fasted? Um, not for religious reasons. We fast. Yes. We fast once a month. Once a month. 
Oh, really? Absolutely. The for first what? Sunday of every month is Fast Sunday. And then for the Mormons. money that you were going to spend on the meals plus is, anything else, you, you donate. donate it's tithing? to help other people. Mm-hmm. It's they call it fast offerings, and you donate that to your local church, and the bishop can actually help people in your local congregation if they can't. You fast once a month? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I haven't. Pregnant, I'm she not fasting. Yeah. Right, but right, yeah. Right. So we we do it for a couple reasons: one, to help others, and to to like donate that money, and two, every time you think like you're hungry, you're thinking about. God and your commitment and how much you need God. That's what Yom Kippur is. Same deal. Yeah. yeah. Did you, did you yeah. know that's that? That's why I that, say like that LDS people fast once a month. I did. That's, that's what I'm news saying. to me. Between Jews and Mormons, we have like a right. lot of common ground. And a bunch of people have told me that before yeah. too. I totally believe that. Yeah. yeah. So you fast from like for how many hours? Two meals. Two meals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, like the special K diet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do they have to be in a row? Yes. <laughs> Consecutive, yes. There goes my uh, wiggle room. Well, that's what we do in college, right? You'd have to donate the money and be like, well, 10 cents for ramen for one meal. I know. That's so like 25 that, cents. That, that you is got so this. how I used yeah. to think about it too. Like, how much would I have really spent on lunch today if I'd bought it? So here's here's my follow-up to Greg's question, and then let's do just mirror everyone. Yeah. Um, so you're saying that there's like an understanding that people are human. Um, Absolutely. How much is perfection when it comes to these um rules is the wrong word edicts i don't know what the parameters how much is perfection the goal uh it's 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 the goal with the understanding that that perfect means complete and we understand that the only person who was perfect was jesus christ and so we're not going to be to that level but you always want to strive to be better and do the right thing and try your best to keep so it's it's your what's your best try your best Yeah. yeah and and so it's like I'm better today than I was yesterday, and I hope I'm better tomorrow than I was today. That makes perfect you know, sense to me. Things like mm-hmm. that. Totally so, makes but, sense. But, you know, it's been harsh. I think in the past people feel like it's very harsh and like this is the rule. You broke it. And I and I think that's just human nature to feel that way, but I don't think that's the intent. And if you sit around a table with Orthodox Jews, which we do sometimes because we have friends, you will hear them have the exact same discussion yeah. about keeping the Sabbath and like what's breaking the rules and what's forgivable and how harsh people are about enforcing. You'll hear the exact same discussions over yeah. and over again. Yeah. Are, your wife is Israeli. My um, wife is Israeli. Is she more devout than you are? She's... Almost not Jewish. Okay, she's, she's the less other. Jewish than yeah, you. she's. She thinks when I first met her family in Israel, I went down to the wall to do this thing called laying tefillin, which is this thing where you wrap these things around your arm and say mm-hmm. these prayers. And they were like, "He is at the wall doing tefillin. He is a crazy Jew. This one." <laughs> and they're like, "Israel is like the people who are not religious in Israel are way less religious than your average like TV editor." That makes sense. Yeah. If you yeah. were raised in a very, very religious place. And she's from like, Jerusalem. My wife mm-hmm. is from Jerusalem. Now, she wow. barely ever goes to temple. And she does fast, I guess, but just kind of because I do. Mm-hmm. She's super not religious. Hmm. And so you guys never like do the Sabbath or anything like that? Never. I, I actually would like to, but it's like she just wasn't raised that way in any way. So, no, mm-hmm. we don't. Do you do Hanukkah? Yeah, we, we do like Hanukkah and Sukkah and... Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and all that stuff. Um, and certain holidays are a bigger deal in Israel than they are. Hanukkah is not a big deal in Israel. It's a mm-hmm. way bigger deal in America than it is there. That's what my parents always said. Way bigger deal. Well, first they claimed that like no one ever celebrated Hanukkah when they were growing up. Everyone celebrated Christmas. I'm like, that can't be entirely true, but whatever. Mm. <laughs> that was not my, my experience growing up. But you know, there are other holidays. They're like Purim and Simhas Torah are a big deal there. And we barely observe them here, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on 
Ashley Kirk says, just me or everyone, my boyfriend and I play the I don't know, what do you want game every time we want to have a meal together. Oh, Mm. yes. (laughs) This is like the only fight Al and I ever have. Yes. Over where to eat or what to eat? I chose lunch. You have to choose dinner. Just not wanting to choose. Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst. But what about when you cook? That's what I like about cooking is then I just choose. Even then... It can be an issue because it's like, well, do you want this or this? I can make both. It makes it so that when someone does make a decision, you're like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for helping That out. is true. There that are times when I, I'll just make dinner and be like, dinner's ready. And he's like, what? We yeah. didn't have to talk about I it? I came home after a hard day today and it was like, oh, I can just heat this up and eat it. This is great. It's the not even the awesome. meal. It's just that you didn't have it's to make It's just that we didn't have to think about it. Nice. We didn't have to talk about it. I just threw it in the microwave and it was awesome and you know every couple has that one food that only one of them wants <laughs> yeah my wife could go 10 years without eating a steak mm-hmm. she doesn't and like once every three weeks i'm like i i have to have steak tonight for dinner <laughs> and she's just like uh, i'm gonna make a salad too or something like <laughs> um and that's always that seems to be the kicker for me we'll argue about the one meal that i want and you know it's kind of a thing so yeah everyone liam candy coated no candy coddled um, says, whenever I see someone like their own tweet or picture, I immediately think they're really thirsty for likes and have no chill. Okay, the reason I chose this one is because was it on this show or was it on a different version of this show? Where so- Or was it Twitter or did I imagine it where someone was asking if thirsty always suggests desperate? Does that ring a bell for anyone? It may have just been a tweet that I saw. Okay, maybe I saw a tweet. I'm... <laughs> This JMO must have a typo in it, right? This person so. meant to say they're really thirsty for likes and have to chill. No, no, have no chill. No chill. Slang. That's, That's like, like yeah. slang right now, Greg. Come on. Fuck. Liam, Liam's younger. Dude, get your mind it. buck, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That That's really buck fleek. Tight. That JMO is fleek. That <laughs> JMO is on fleek. There you on go. Lulz. <laughs> <laughs> um, whenever I, if I accidentally like my tweet or my photo, then I want to go unlike it because I feel like I am yeah. appearing yeah. thirsty. Totally. Oh, it's so easy to like your own photo on Instagram. Yeah. It's way too easy. They need to have some sort of a You ever uh, check Instagram and then fall asleep while you're checking Instagram and accidentally like yes. the picture that you were on because your finger rests against it. I've done that. That's happened to me. Really? I've done that and accidentally followed people too on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, I do that all the time. While you were falling asleep? Yeah. Or or wide awake. Both. I've done both. Sleep following? Yeah. (laughs) With Twitter, I'm trying to see where it is. It's really easy to accidentally follow because it's right next to something that you want to click on. It's It's right. right, mm -hmm. Hashtag no regrets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's somehow right next to something that i'm always clicking on so i, I agree. do it all the time yeah bad blood says just mirror everyone i hate macaroni and cheese it smells tastes feels looks gross well, that's not everyone you stop that right <laughs> now bad blood just me or everyone burgers are gross <laughs> <laughs> okay bad blood also says when a stranger is heading to the same thing I'm heading to and we're both at similar distances, oh, it's secretly on. <laughs> okay. I don't do that. I don't race. I don't race people. I don't like to hustle. 
I used to do that when I would uh, run back in New York. And like I, I used to go, I lived downtown. So I would like go around the edge of the island and then over the Brooklyn Bridge and back. And if there were other people running on the Brooklyn Bridge, I would secretly, secretly race them. I didn't know knowing you were a runner. I u- used to be. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long time. But... <clears throat> Uh, I would I would do that. And in my heart, I would know, like, they don't know that we're racing. This is an easy win. But I still loved it. And I was like, it was a total secret pleasure. Like, I totally beat that guy. He's terrible. <laughs> Can I just contextualize this, JMO, for you? Yes. There's a sandwich place you go to that takes a super long time to make sandwiches. And somebody is walking, and oh, you know you I can get ahead of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You will get ahead. There is a sandwich place near my old office, and I would sprint to get ahead. If there was, imagine you're, stop. You're going to a sandwich place. There's like <laughs> six dudes going ahead of you, and you know that those six dudes just cost you, just put probably ten minutes between you and a sandwich. You will race to beat those people. Yeah, I've done that. Absolutely. Yeah. Didn't we do that Without recently? Question. I'm sure we have. Yeah, I feel like we did. <laughs> yeah. So I do that sometimes. Okay. Yes. We waited for like, how long do we wait at that? There's this cute coffee place. Like a half hour. And so Daniel and I have We have just, a hard life. <laughs> we, we, really ha- we had a half hour for a sandwich. Uh, <laughs> we have just, we're at <laughs> so the very, awful. very, very, very beginning of just starting to look at, like to think about maybe trying to buy a home. And mm-hmm. so we're looking, we went and we looked at some properties and we looked in Studio City and there's this super cute coffee place that you see and you're like oh we have to go there it's so cute well turns out everyone in studio city and the surrounding environs also has to go there because somehow we timed it so we got there we put in our order and then the line just shot out the door i act did you have the thought that i did which is if we move here we can never go here uh it's too popular the people it just takes too long okay i had that pastries look really good so I would be going there. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. You'll you will waste your life there. Worth it. Maybe right. he'd like make some like a community of friends and then you guys could, you know. But have you noticed that all the baristas are like yes, uber hipster dudes yes. like they're like the poster you know boys they be in for Brooklyn, Brooklyn hipsters. That, that's weird. I have weird. noticed. It is Every strange. single one of them. Yes, I definitely noticed that. They're all a diff- they're all their own style of hipster too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it's you're exhausting. like turn of the century hipster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mustache and vest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, glasses. Yeah, then you're a lumberjack hipster. Right. And you're, you're a band hipster. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Musician hipster. Yeah. yeah it was interesting. Yeah. Um, and one more thing about that. Uh, the guy that took us out to show us the houses said to us that finding the right house is like falling in love. Like there's just sort of something about it. Everyone you end up spending a shitload of money. There's a ton of regret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's something magical about it and like you'll just know when you walk into the house it's the right one for you. Mm. And I love that he put it that way because I'm someone who has so much trouble making decisions and gets stressed out by it and I try to like weigh the pros and cons and I just make it this whole intellectual exercise. But I love the idea that I'm just going by my gut. And it didn't bother you that he said the same thing to 3,000 other people? Well, no, because I think (laughs) it is true for – well, I think what he's – what I think it it, – is true for each person. Hmm. He wasn't saying it about a specific property. He's sure. Just, he's saying it about like in general. The process. Yes. Mm-hmm. We saw some crazy ass places though. We did. There's we some... saw a place and he informed us yeah. while we were looking at it that someone had killed themselves recently there and he had to tell us. That's why like, they were selling it. The guy blew his brains out. Yeah. It was like, oh, Jesus. 
Well, how quick it was, you made an offer right away? No, it was no. Yeah, yeah. In in L.A., you find the strangest places. Like this is a city where people get crazy ideas, and then they build homes, and then they sell them. 30 years later yeah and it's got a weird basement that's covered in mirrors or like it's like it a very completely vertical color. home yeah. where every room is on a different floor with an elevator or uh it's just strange strangeness we decided not. I, I, there was a place us. i just have to talk about this place in santa monica i once looked at where the back half of the the property was a bedroom and the bathroom had no walls so it was like imagine a master bedroom where the bathroom was just part of the room and the toilet was just right in the middle of the fucking room. And then the back wall was this sliding glass doors to the back. And you're just imagining having a barbecue and just like, <laughs> you know, I got to go. And then you're like, I'll just sit and just look at everybody. Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? Uh, my sister owns a home in Utah that has that exact you're bathroom kidding me. layout. I mean, it's great. <laughs> no, no, no. We, all no, walked, we in. walked in. I was like, you guys bought this. I mean, we, made, we have made Bedroom fun of that. Left. Yeah. Was that the a trend at some point? It maybe left. was. I don't know. Toilet bath, shower. Bath shower with only like a half wall. So you can just <laughs> shower and look at the bed. <laughs> it's too weird. You can just the, 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 shut up. The way they had it, the toilet, <laughs> if you were sitting on the toilet, was facing the bed was is like you were having a stand. Oh, but they don't. Absolutely they don't no have the toilets. They're, like they're their toilets. Toi- they have two toilets in the same room that are back to back. So your base, but there's a wall. But essentially, you could like poop at the same time and like knock on the wall and talk to yeah. each other well, about fun. it. But there's no doors, and then the showers just like right there. Oh, here's an idea: back to back toilets. <laughs> yeah, his and hers. <laughs> Yeah. I poop a lot at <laughs> Zuma Beach. I do quite a bit of pooping up there because I'm in always the up there like... Like in the water? Not in the water, but I'm always up there in the morning like after having coffee trying to find a place to surf. And the bathrooms up there like got super glory holy for a couple of years. It was like a heavy glory hole action. So they chopped all the stalls in half. Oh. Yes. I've, just, you, like, you're basically yeah, just hanging out. So there's yeah. been a bunch of times there where I've been pooping in the morning, but like, I, this is not really a radio gag, but you're pooping, but you're like squatting really low when you're pooping. Trying so you're, get down. So your head yeah. is yeah. below the level. And then you like look and there's like, you could, you could just see like three scalps down the line of dudes. But then when you go to wipe, it puts you in this really awkward position and it's just like weird pooping. That is weird. Yeah. yeah. That's called groundhogging. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, when you pop your head up to wipe. <laughs> That's called groundhogging? No, I just made that up. Oh. <laughs> Are these the kind of toilets where the whole toilet is metal? <clears throat> I don't like... Yeah. Why, why is that how more all industrial. beach toilets are? Probably it doesn't get you can't. Yeah, you can't vandalize them. Oh. But the amount of times you like have pooped at like a porta potty or a beach toilet in your life, I have pooped at one in the last like two weeks. I just do that like three mornings a week. Because you get up in the morning and you want to go surfing and you're not going to sit around your house until you back one out. So you're like, I'll just get on the road. You get a cup in you. and you're- Is that a JMO? Because I would say that's not everyone. If you... I will wait to leave the house until really? Brown Bear comes down the mountain. Really? <laughs> I can poop anywhere at any time. If no, I had to poop I can, right I now, I could too. poop at Allison's toilet without thinking twice. I can too, but I know... Do you put Sometimes. salmon in the toilet to make sure that it gets down there quicker? No, he knows the co- it's time to come. Right. I'm ringing the dinner bell. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll wait. Really? I know it's on the way. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, let's go around the table and explain if we'll use public restrooms or not. I was very particular until I went to college where I, re- I learned that I can pretty much go wherever, but I'd rather not if I can avoid it. Jeff? I'll go anywhere. doesn't bother me. I, I wouldn't go number two until I got into my 30s and then you just... Say, yeah, fuck it. You mean number two in public? In public. Would, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did not go to number two at all. <laughs> Unless I was wearing a diaper. Yeah. yeah. No, no, really. no. In, in a public restroom. Yeah. Uh, I will, I'll go anywhere, but uh, but I resist certain situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until it's dire, and then I go. That's same. Same. I'm not, I don't know. There's Here, no shame in my pooping. Here's the real question. Number two on an airplane. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. You would? Yeah. I will, but I'm sure. not happy Sometimes about it. To. Over three million miles. Never had to do that. <laughs> nice. That is a badge of honor for nice. him. You flew wow. three million miles and never pooped in never an airplane? You should get like a... He had some I close, close calls, once. though. You should get fiber like a, one a, a, a never pooped like achievement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some kind, no, I popped you know, like, three fiber one bars. Is there like a Boy Scout like badge for there never pooped be. on a plane there or something? There should be. It's a Road Warrior badge. I do a thing in porta-potties. I did it this morning. I go total nude. What? Yeah, I go total nude. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, especially if I'm wearing shorts, but if I'm wearing jeans too, um, you, you step into the porta potty and you close the door, right? Okay. And then you pull, you take your pants all the way off. Why? All the way off, and you hold them in your mouth, or you try and hang them on the back of the door, basically because Bizarre. you're trying to hover over the toilet, right? Uh-huh. When you when it when you oh. back it out, and if your legs are constricted. By the pants at the bottom, you right. will fall backwards and hit the toilet. So you go full nude. And then you wipe, and then you step away from the toilet and put the pants back on. Like when I'm camping, if I have to clip one, full nude. <laughs> full nude. It's total total liberating, full nude. Did it this morning. It just sounds like a lot of work. That it's a is lot the of work. thing. It sounds yeah, and really. How you, you guys accidentally bump into. No, I get a whole it's system where it's like I can sort of hover and then hold things where they're not on the ground and try full nude here you know what i won't (laughs) (laughs) i really won't here is my fear and i think this is probably in everyone my fear is snakes will crawl up your butt while you're going to the public restroom yeah i have had that fear yes Yes. yeah yeah no but it's one thing if you're in a public restroom with a bunch of stalls. Then what you're up against is someone's going to like, you're going to accidentally fart or mm. so you're going to be in there for a long time or you're going to come out. You're going to accidentally you know. fart. Accidentally <laughs> fart. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah. We don't want somebody fart. We don't. We, we don't There's not a lot of There is no. not. There is very little farting in a woman's Get public that. bathroom. And by the way, if one sneaks out, they're stuck in there till there's no one else yeah. in there so you can walk out. Totally. Yeah. Mm. Or if you go in like with someone you know and that person farts or you yeah. fart and oh. then there's laughing and it's like, oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing. Right. Let's never talk about yeah. this ever again. Fart chat. And then someone will always be like, well, if it's going to happen, this is the right place for it. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, we try not to. Yes, definitely. But there occasionally is- someone will let one fly and then you think to yourself, are they just are they just okay? Are they coming <laughs> like are they that cool with just letting the farts fly? Totally. It's different than for you guys. But so no. different. But my fear is the like restaurant or bar or public place where there's just one stall. Not one stall, but one private bathroom. And you go in and then there's a line that builds up and everyone's waiting for you. And then if you really need to go, and then you do, and you're like, oh, this is I'm going to be here for a while or it's going <laughs> to take a lot of wiping. Fuck. 
Yeah. That to so, me, like, I'm, I'm sweating just thinking about it's it. It's horrible. Especially there, if you have your period at the same time. Oh, oh I yeah. That's my trouble. Yeah. There was a, I don't know if this is going to be good radio, but there was an SNL. <laughs> well, that wasn't, so was, it's okay. There was an SNL commercial on the last episode where it was like, if you're at a party and you got to drop a deuce and it's stinky and, and where you take a long time, you come out and you, it's like fake cocaine powder. You'd be like, I was in there a long time because I was doing cocaine. And then they're like, oh, the bathroom really smells. And then you pull out your fake poop smell and you're like, I was covering up. So it seemed like I went poop. So no one knew I was doing the cocaine. <laughs> That's smart. So it's the same thing. All right. Sorry, everyone. It's okay. Micah Zilla says, whenever my dog yawns, I always try to stick my hand in his mouth. I do that with my cat. Do yeah, you? I do that with my cat. Yeah, too. I do that with my cat. I, when my cat yawns, I stick my finger in, his, in the mouth, and then he slowly chomps down it, and I go, you fucker, you bit me. He never laughs. I do that. I do that exact same thing, Jeff. Yeah. It's, it's funny. funny. It's funny. Then, because their mouth is- I've done that with Wendy, and she'll just look at you and go- <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. James Leroy Wilson says, peanut butter on sliced bread, good. Peanut butter on a bun, gross. It's a waste of bun. What kind of bun is he talking about? Hamburger bun. Okay, hamburger bun. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, seem as gross. appealing. It's gross. Yeah. Because, yeah, the... Is it that the hamburger off. bun is different? Too soft, maybe. I bread? don't know. I don't know. No, it's about the quantity of bread. Peanut butter and jelly yeah. taste really good when you're like... When they're smushing into the bread and you're biting through it and it sort of gushes into your mouth. But a hamburger bun, like, it needs to be soaked in, like, hamburger juice to taste good. Mm-hmm. Almost any sandwich on a yeah. hamburger bun tastes like shit. Okay. Yeah. I would agree mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Abe Lopez says, when starting a new ARIYMBF Monday episode, always brace myself in case it starts with the song, parentheses, drums, instead of a promo. Just mirror everyone. I tried to understand this one. Is he saying he's brace- he braces himself because it could be loud? Yeah, I think the, the drum... Can be kind of shocking. Okay, hmm. gotcha. Jay, I, maybe that's jarring. Happened. That's never happened to me. Jay Caravan says, "Just mirror everyone." I would rather sit. Oh, this is very timely. I would rather sit through someone else's fart than deal with the old lady with way too much cheap perfume on. Yeah, Ooh. perfume well, or fart? I don't know. Perfume. I don't know. I might take the perfume. Yeah, so, but- I would take a fart over someone's burp. Ooh, I, fe- I think the perfume too. might be worse for me because I always imagine that it's covering up the fart. <laughs> like, I feel like people who wear a lot of perfume are covering up a lot of fart smells or cigarette smells or uh, B.O. Okay. So it's it's like that thing when you walk into a, re- a, a restroom and it smells like peaches, but it's like... <laughs> peach poop because it's just covering the poop and it's the worst if you yeah, it makes a whole third it's a new more smell. egregious <laughs> smell yeah yeah it's, it's yeah because when you're when it's just a fart it's like flavored you, you get a you get a little whiff of it and you know don't smell this but when it's yeah. got right. the peach mix yeah it makes you want to inhale more and you're inhaling more of the poop smell it's the worst <laughs> i don't know that i inhale more but it, yeah you it, do it though doesn't, you totally do it doesn't it doesn't like you you bring down the wall a little bit if you're yes, sitting you're next right. to somebody right. who farted you will only smell their fart for like 30 seconds. If you're sitting next to somebody covered in perfume, you'll just keep smelling it and smelling it yeah. and smelling it. And the smelling perfume it and smelling or the, the peach smell or whatever breaks the nose poop barrier. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, and peach was like the air freshener of like the unofficial air freshener of the 80s. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was just the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly... Javier Juarez Jr. says, just smear everyone, now that I can get breakfast all day, I no longer crave a McMuffin at 5 p.m. No, I, I haven't done it yet. Jen, have you done it? We haven't done it yet. I thought about it, but I, I never really wanted a McMuffin at 5 p.m. 
We've talked about this at length. To the I two wanted of us. one at 10.32 a.m. <laughs> right. That's, right, exactly. that's the one. problem. We wanted one until maybe up to like 11.30 noon. But then after that, it's kind of like... Yeah, you don't need it all day, just right. until noon. Right. Yeah. I have no self-control with McDonald's breakfast, so I right. don't eat it. Yeah. yeah. Like if I go in, I probably eat it once a year. I'll eat like three sausage biscuits with egg and four. I have no mm. self-control with it, so I just don't do it. My dad once ate my sister's biscuit on her period. (laughs) That whole story was just an excuse for me to play. No, I I, I didn't even mean to do that, actually. But thank you. I appreciate that. Sister's biscuit with egg. I just took a picture of um, Wendy under Allison's chair, and I can already tell Allison is going to forbid me from doing anything with it. Yeah, it's not. It's not. There's a lot of like hip cheese, (laughs) hip thigh cheese. Maybe I could... Strict governance under- of photos, Allison Rosen. She's still under my chair. Here, do I look natural? <laughs> <laughs> I'm She's posing. Twisted. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me take- Get into know, that natural pose again. I don't know if this is a, a, it's a normal pose or not. <laughs> over to your left. I couldn't be more uncomfortable. I couldn't be you're, more you're- uncomfortable. Okay. Captured. Oh. All right, we'll have to see how that one looks. Okay. That's um, you guys, if you're gonna buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have everything, perhaps some peach air freshener, uh, click on the banner at my website. <laughs> I just saw it. <laughs> it's a good one. Jenna, <laughs> you have to see it. Last time I posted a picture from this show of you sitting there, people wrote back, "She sits That's... in tufted chairs." I know. I saw that they comment on the chairs. Yes, the chairs are tufted. Um, Sorry, I learned the term tufted. Oh. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Thank you guys so much for all your Amazon support. There's been some questions lately about can I see what you buy? Yes, I can see the items that people buy, but I can't see who bought them. So um, if you're wondering, that's how that works. But I haven't looked at it. I never really look at it, but I could. Um, but I like when people write in and they tell me like, oh, I just bought this on Amazon. And I always appreciate that. I bought that. something on Amazon yesterday and I forgot to use to click through the Alice. <gasps> oh. Well, thanks a lot. I'm really sorry. Thank you. <laughs> sorry. Don't do that. What was it that you bought? I bought the Elvis Costello autobiography. <laughs> Is that good radio? Yes. All right. <laughs> I mean, Is that good wrote- radio? Radio? <laughs> Come on, you guys. It's a little Costello humor. Hilarious. Roll with it. <laughs> okay also thank you for the paypal support paypal links deep cuts on the right side of my website alisonrosen.com we have ringtones available hey 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 go, go fuck yourself and also touch the tushy touch touch the tushy get those by searching here go fuck yourself and touch the tushy on your iphone and the itunes store um also they are available if you're not an itunes person on gumroad.com slash allison rosen gumroad.com slash allison rosen a few other things available there as well we have bonus episodes available comedy album section at the itunes store t-shirts available you need a t-shirt go to my website allisonrosen.com click on the picture of the t-shirt on the right side and that will take you to the site to buy a t-shirt follow me on twitter at Elson Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Email us A-R-I-Y-M-B-F show at gmail.com. If you like what you're hearing, tell your friends and subscribe iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. Jeff, where should we go for you? Jeff? 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 That was a big popular drop last week. I was very happy with that. Um, oh, uh, the premiere of a new podcast that I'm doing, the Alanis Morissette podcast. It's the Conversations with Alanis Morissette. Just came out. Check it out. It's very cool. interesting. And you can find me on social media at Colonel Jeff Fox. Daniel? 
You can find me at DanielQuants. Or no, what am I talking about? <laughs> There's no DanielQuants.com. <laughs> Not yet. Be, oh, can't, can't wait what? to go to DanielQuants.com. <laughs> about? Uh, he, whatever. It's this Quants. cartoon yeah. box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> Alan? Uh, at Alan Moss on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I know we're trying to end the show, but I did see a funny comment from last week with, uh, with all three of us gone where someone was like, they're all gone on the same I show. Know. Likely story, Allison. Like, did you fire them? Believe them? Yeah. Like, <laughs> did they all get fired? And I was like, oh, come on, you guys. And anyway. there was another another <laughs> comment where someone was speculating that Palm Springs was your cover story. You were really having your baby. Oh, oh, that is so weird. Did you have People- your baby? <laughs> you guys, surprise! <laughs> <laughs> um, what are we doing? Oh, we're oh, plugging just, our stuff. Yes, the show's right. over. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jenna Kim Jones or check out our podcast, Sorry Not Sorry with Jenna Kim Jones, where Al and I talk about all kinds of fun stuff. And it's on iTunes or my website or wherever other podcasts are found. Also, I would just say there's not a whole lot of subterfuge. In this show, right? <laughs> Everything is pr- pretty everything open. Everything that goes about on, I pretty much announce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Greg, where should we go for you? At Dong Attack. All right. Thank you so much for being on the show, you guys. Great to have you back, listeners. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? 